welcome. The direct path, number seven. Why do we continue making these direct path videos? Ask yourselves a similar question about why mass media continues to sell people conspicuous consumption and fear on a daily basis from so many different angles. To provide the direct path teaching from all of these different angles, the many paths to the one truth. Different pieces and aphorisms and explanations and analogies resonate with different people at different times in their own journeys in piercing the veil to self-realize. And that is the intent of these direct path videos is self-realization. We've been breaking this down in depth across our direct path videos as well as on our Instagram. where we have a visual available to share with you. In essence, the idea of the visual is that by choosing I'll even preface by saying this actually once you taste the indescribable infinite perfection that this is the question even is why even do these videos well, this is the way that the expression is coming through. So this is the artistic expression of God, source, infinity, non-duality expressing itself through this, quote, individuation There's a state of enlightenment, a state of pure, infinite bliss and peace, causeless joy, 
imperturbable piece that is the light bulb staying on, which means you literally bathe in the ocean of that all the time. And that's enabled because your separate self egoic contraction has dissolved in the T of infinity. So ultimately, at the absolute peak, even before we get into the first bit on intention and self-realization and that visual, the first bit to even say is that once you taste this indescribable perfection, which literally means that everything is absolutely perfect exactly the way it is right now, this simply is perfect. It's just perfect. There's no further explanation. Are you going to ride the surf? Are you going to enjoy all of the different coloration? Or are you going to try and package that up into a book and try and describe the indescribable? Now, this is where, again, I explain that the way that it is expressing itself through me is to absolutely enjoy the indescribable perfection while simultaneously packaging it up into all of these cool visuals and videos and a virtual reality pedagogy and animated series and all this type of stuff. That's what's fun for me is to describe the indescribable Tao. That's what's fun for me. That's just what's coming through. So every single thing that you're going to hear is going to apply to you in some way. If you're here at step one on identity, certain things are going to apply to you and you may make some progress. If you're already at step two, a complete union with God, then if you're God realized, a lot of what I say in step one, you've already heard. And if you're already in a state of indescribable perfection, then congratulations. The way a, a great word for this is hermeneutics, the interpretations. Visualize the 1,000 or more people that are on the receiving end of this content. All of them are at different stages in piercing the veil. Some have completely pierced the veil, are already in indescribable perfection. Some of them are just in the state of the I am, the God realization. And some people are still contractions as an egoic sugar cube that is being dissolved in infinity. Now, most likely those egoic contractions are watching polarization propaganda. They're most likely consuming high fructose corn syrup and fast food and going to bars and clubs and seeking happiness externally. And that's the parable of the prodigal son is that the consciousness experiencing the illusion of going outside of itself in order to find happiness and then realizing that it's actually endogenous 
that the diamond necklace is already around the neck. And that's what option two is in that graphic. And again, you can find that graphic on our Instagram at simulation series. That's option two. So option two is going outward and then the egoic Pinocchio nose grows and then it pierces the breaking point of planetary harmony, which we're experiencing right now. And it's the parable of the prodigal son where consciousness turns around and goes inward anyway in its second step. So option two is outward first, then inward. Now option one is where the egoic Pinocchio nose does not grow. It's where you go self-realization first, which is inward first. And now this comes to our intention, which is option one, self-realization first, inward first. And what that does is once you become God-realized, you're mostly just silent. Because what happens is, is that as Lao Tzu described, you have Wu Wei, which means effortless action happens. Literally, you no longer take action. There is no longer a you that is taking action. It is literally just God, source, infinity, the absolute channeling itself through you of the absolute highest divine morality, period. You'll be in some sort of a setting and there will maybe be one person talking or two people talking and you'll just be sitting there blissed out, pieced out, It'll be great. And you're sitting there smiling, listening, enjoying the experience. And then when something is asked of you, what happens is you stay silent and then it might come up in 500 milliseconds. It might come up in two seconds. It might take you six seconds or even longer for the right lightning bolt to intuitively come through. You no longer do anything. That's what Wu Wei is. It's just absolute effortless action. And it's only granted to those that self-realize. Everything else is an egoic misery show. And that's evident in the immorality that we see in the modern economic machinery. But again, in a transcendent perspective, everything's already indescribably perfect. And that's why true simultaneity is key, meaning your ability to see everything as absolutely indescribably perfect, yet at the same time go on the path of Sahaja Samadhi, as Ramana Maharshi described, is where you take your God realization and yet you undergo the tantric path of weaving the God self-realization into society. So you don't go fuck off into a mountain, and you also don't sit there when somebody asks you a question and just look at them. I'm just so blissed and peaced out right now that I can't even respond to you. And you just sit there for minutes and they're like, is this person functional? No, you function, you weave. That's what Buddha meant by the middle path, the middle way. That's what is known as the Goldilocks zone. That is why this planet even exists, is because it's in a Goldilocks zone. As above, so below. As above with planetary habitable zones, Goldilocks zones. As below, also with humans and the Goldilocks zone or the middle way or the middle path. 
yet also dig all the way to water. Meaning you can go too far in one direction or too far in the other direction, which is not deep enough. You didn't actually drill the well all the way to water. A lot of people are stuck at the multiplicity. This is another graphic on the Instagram that you can check out. A lot of people are stuck at the multiplicity. Some people have dug down to a little bit of water, the first taste of oneness maybe, and thought, that's it. I have this philosophical understanding. I'm done. Perfect. Nope. It's experiential. Indescribable perfection, non-duality is an absolute, again, indescribable experiential state of consciousness and sahaja samadhi or where you weave your spiritual god realization into the societal fabric in a effortless action wu way is ultimate that's it that is the ultimate that's why the intention of this direct path number seven is literally self-realize then silence relax that awareness into that self-realization and then the intuitive lightning bolts of effortless action of the absolute highest morality to weave into society come done done so is that indescribable perfection yeah it absolutely is is the person that decides to go fuck off on a mountaintop for 30 years indescribable perfection? It is as well. Is the person that is still trapped in their egoic separate entity state also indescribable perfection? Yes. And that is the transcendent indescribable perfection that this is. Now, is the middle path optimal between being egoic separate self and also fucking off to a mountain? Yeah, it is. Simultaneity is key. Can you hold all of these perspectives simultaneously? And can you ebb and flow between them? And that's why we just made that video, ebb and flowing between the physical to the absolute. True simultaneity. Again, for all of these videos, and go watch the last six if you haven't, Get yourself in a comfortable position, in a silent place. Be in a silent place. Be sitting somewhere comfortably. Calm your monkey mind with your breath. The deep belly breaths. Feel your entire body. Relax back into your awareness if you're at advanced stages. Relax back into your awareness. The awareness pre-coloration. The awareness that is blank before the words color it. And just find yourself... Undergoing the process of truly from all of your heart manifesting as much love and compassion as you possibly can manifest that love and compassion for yourself accept yourself and love yourself exactly how you are period.
That's the indescribable perfection. Now, butterfly effect that out. Manifest as much love and compassion as you can like an exploding supernova all over the planet. Every single person is a divine expression of God's source infinity. Only unconditional love. Only indescribable perfection for every single one of them. so beautiful how much fulfillment and beauty and bliss and peace that this experience brings me because it's so natural it's so harmonic just riding along on the wave i'm surfing and i'm so grateful that there are people that are commenting multiple people a day messaging in a lot of people are coming in and becoming more and more excited about these transmissions so many people are messaging in now it's so incredible it's just like a constant uptick of the resonance of these transmissions with people which is fantastic again before i had the enlightenment of the light bulb permanently staying on there was absolutely no proclivity tendency whatsoever for me to be doing anything like this none it just it doesn't resonate it doesn't make sense it only comes right at the right time right as it's unlocked for you the wave is like now transmit now weave the self-realizations into society and it'll be similar as well for many of you across all of the different stages. A hundred percent pure surrender to the acceptance of yourself, the loving of yourself, the radiance of that absolute unconditional love and compassion from your heart for yourself exactly as you are, as well as for all eight billion humans for the entire planet. Perfection. And that makes this entire direct path process a lot easier if that state becomes home. Keep that home. Love yourself. Accept yourself. Express that love and acceptance across the entire planet. And that is the indescribable perfection to surf that bliss and peace of self-realization. Okay. So identity-wise... The best analogies so far, thanks to incredible teachers of non-duality like Rupert Spira, which I always highly recommend checking out. You can also not only go look at his YouTube channel, which is fantastic, but you can go buy his books, which are fantastic, which I am doing exegesis videos on, which you can go wa watch the one we did on the transparency of things. And next is the nature of consciousness, which is coming soon. His analogies, his metaphors are so fire. We have to realize that these analogies and these metaphors are the best way to describe the nature of reality. We're going to go through many of them here. 
we've already been going through so many of them, but they are the most simple, the most explained like I'm five, the clearest transmissions of the nature of reality. Anything more than these very basic explain like I'm five metaphors and analogies unnecessarily cloud the direct path teachings. For a second there, even forgot I was even live. It's just that much flow. No desire, no attachment, no craving, no aversion, no anything that feels like this is not already indescribable perfection. Okay, so on to the first analogy for identity. The best way to describe this, the egoic separate self is to contract up right now, do it with me, contract your entire body, right? Grab your elbows from your arms, contract them inward, maybe even raise one of your shoulders and then bring the other shoulder down and contract your whole body inward like this and then grab one of your fists, probably like your right if you're dominant on that hand and put your left hand around it and just clinch your fist as hard as you can and clinch your whole body, contract it all, and don't breathe, don't relax at all, just, and then relax, relax everything, and breathe. And that's what eternity feels like. The relaxation is what eternity feels like. So, the contracted egoic separate entity is like that nasty, completely contracted state. And then the unwinding of it, ah, the relaxing of it, the expansion of it, the release. Ah. Thank goodness I have stopped seeking outside of myself for happiness. Thank goodness I found the diamond necklace that is already me. Everything's just so indescribably perfect. So, and it's been this way and it's going to continue being this way. That is the game of eternity is absolute indescribable perfection eternally. Yay. Understand that this is an expression of that. Yay. Okay. So the first analogy here in the identity is the contraction that contracted fist that contracted egoic body okay now the second analogy 
that plays in really well with it. You are already the fish in the ocean. Swim. Flow. Your body. Okay. The second analogy. Along with the contraction. Is the sugar cube analogy. The sugar cube dissolving into the hot tea of infinity. So what that means is that this first analogy of the contracted fist, and they're, you know, again, as always, the two are actually one. Ha ha! Another funny one that's constantly everywhere. Okay, so these two analogies, even of the contracted fist and the sugar cube, are the same analogy. So merge them into the same analogy and tell the story this way to yourself, to your family, friends, coworkers, people online. So that contracted, egoic, separate entity is the sugar cube. And as it relaxes, as it undergoes that release and expansion, that is the sugar cube of that separate entity ego that is dissolved into the hot tea of eternity, infinity, God, self-realization. One of the most profound aspects to it is when you realize that the consciousness or the awareness is shared. You no longer associate yourself with those onion layers of identity of Oh, my name is Atlas. I live in Los Angeles. I'm an entrepreneur. I'm an interviewer. I'm Armenian. Yada, yada, yada. All these onion layers of identity. Rather, what happens is you go, Oh my God. I am literally God. And so are you. And so are all of us. And I now associate myself literally only with God, with non-dual awareness. I am that. That is what I am. I am not my onion layers of identity. That's it. Alan has died. Atlas has died. They've all died. There is no longer a onion layer of Atlas. Now, albeit true simultaneity is key in the sense that, okay, hey, Atlas, will you give me that microphone? Yeah, yeah, no problem. I'll be right there with it. You know, you... You're not going to respond to that person and be like, Atlas does not exist. I am only non-dual awareness. You know, like true simultaneity, right? And hopefully these stories and narratives illustrate the daily scenarios of the tantric path of weaving self-realization into the social fabric and how to do that middle path, that Goldilocks zone of optimization. All right, so that is your best friend, is the contracted fist and the sugar cube that dissolves into the infinity. Now, 
again, as that happens, it's going to be really profound because you'll realize the truth of that pupil that is shared. The pupil across all 8 billion is literally shared that that pupil is God. You realize that. And it's just, it's just really profound in general. It usually does something like it sends you into some sort of a shock. It's really profound. You literally create this juxtaposition like literally all the time now. Now there's no such thing as being lost in the coloration of your awareness. But now literally you live in I am God consciousness ocean that is experiencing the coloration of the waves which are thoughts feelings emotions beliefs objects so that's what we mean by number two the union with god what you've done is you've pierced the veil Right, The contracted, egoic, separate entity dissolving like a sugar cube into the hot tea of infinity is literally piercing the veil. That is what piercing the veil means. Piercing the veil means that you now literally live from a place like this. Watch. The difference is, is that you live in the blank, pure, bare awareness, and then you understand when it is being colored by words. You understand that process. You know that process. You are literally I am knowingness is what you are. You're knowing this entire process. That's what happens. And you know that that's what's been happening. This is literally what's been happening eternally is awareness has been being colored by all different types of experience. Think about how many infinite combinations of words that you could put into books. That's what this is, a massive infinite library. And across all of the different creation designs, you have to use your imagination to think about what creation designs look like outside of what we experience here. These two eyes and four limbs and carbon-based DNA encoded vehicles of four consciousness, four awareness are not the only way that creation designs are created for consciousness, for awareness to have this FPV, first person view perspective in. Now, ultimately, again, on a transcendent perspective, everything is literally just a non-dual net of being. It's a big ocean. And to realize that you are the ocean and that you're not the wave only. You are the ocean experiencing the wave. That is what is meant by the witness, the I am. You are the ocean experiencing the wave. You are not only the wave. I am not only this contracted feeling or emotion that I'm having. All right, so let's keep playing with the analogies. So the next most important analogy is that juxtaposition between the ocean and the wave. Again, if it's not explained like I'm five, 
it's not truth. If it's not explained like I'm five, if the metaphor or analogy just doesn't extremely clearly resonate at a level of experience, it's not truth. That's why all of the complexity that exists is just not truth. The complexity of the geopolitical insanity on a planetary level is not truth. Of course, on a non-dual indescribable perfection, of course, is truth. But in the sense of, as Rumi says, that throughout all of the symbols and all of the talking and all of that fear propaganda and all that stuff geopolitically, all of the unconditional love is lost. All of it. Okay, so again, your first best friend is the analogy of the contracted, separate, egoic entity, the contraction that dissolves like a sugar cube in the hot tea of infinity. So that's first. The second one, again, these two are ultimately one, but then what happens is that that's the recognition that I am ocean. I am ocean. I am infinite. I am eternal. I am paper that is being colored by words okay so i am ocean that is being colored by waves that is experiencing waves i am screen that is experiencing applications Eventually, we'll also make very simple explain like I'm five content where we literally just use the screen and then we use flashes on the screen of different content and have pauses in between that with the blank screen again for people to understand this juxtaposition better. Okay, so this second best friend, which again just is that first best friend they all work together is that you become the I am ocean that is experiencing the waves. It's as simple as that. And I'm repeating these analogies over and over again, because this is the most optimal way for the direct path to set in experientially. Again, that contracted fist of the separate egoic entity that is a sugar cube that relaxes in its dissolving into the hot tea of infinity, which is the recognition that I am ocean that is experiencing waves. Now, To experience the crest of the wave is a lot different than experiencing the front or the back part of the wave. The front and the back part of the wave, and David Hawkins does an incredible job teaching this as well, is that that is where you're basically, even if you have tastes of this I amness, you're either in a state of constantly preparing future, 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 or you're constantly in a, a place of being on the, that tail end of the wave where you're, you know, wondering, 
Oh, what just what just happened? What was that last wave about? Are you thinking about the last wave that happened? Are you thinking about what next waves are going to happen? Or are you literally on the crest of the wave that you're on? That is what is meant by the power of now. Eckhart Tolle, what is meant by simply this? Jim Newman. What is meant by the presence, which is a perennial wisdom across the spiritual mystic traditions? And again, that becomes natural. With self-realization, you naturally become more and more on the crest of the wave. Silence helps you become more and more on the crest of the wave. This is another one of those faces up the mountain. As good as the direct path is, it's really difficult to teach people that have literally been talking their entire lives completely nonstop without even pausing for one fucking day to shut their mouth what silence is. Have you literally ever spent one day without saying a word? You know, let alone the Theravada Buddhism, the direct most conservative teachings of the Buddha, where you sit for 10 straight days without talking. No eye contact, no technology, no talking for 10 straight days. Because what does that give you? Surgical sensitivity. Surgical sensitivity to silence. And that is what creates this incredible understanding of the power of now. It made me understand the crest of the wave so fast because I've been to four of these 10-day Vipassana meditation retreats. I get the surgical digging that we did to the roots of eradicating the suffering of craving and aversion. I get it. And I get the importance of the silence and the crest of the wave. That's why to have a synthesis... To have had a comparative methodology as Ananda Kumar Swami and Rene Gunon and so many of these other greats have indicated is that what happens is you create this lattice work of concepts like the Theravada Buddhism is its experiential teaching concept of silence, which then as you undergo the direct path teachings of understanding the juxtaposition of the ocean and the wave, what naturally happens is that you connect those two points together. And same thing with your entheogenic experience and same thing with your Dzogchen meditation retreat and same thing from reading the Tao Te Ching and same thing from the Sufi metaphysics and same thing with, as we mentioned earlier, the parable of the prodigal son is a Abrahamic story. The Old and New Testament, any of the African traditions or of the Native American traditions, you create the lattice work and that's what also enables you to... optimally realize the indescribable perfection. So if I was going to add something, I would say, again, that contraction that dissolves into the ocean, which then recognizes it as an ocean experiencing waves. And then I would add that 
continue to investigate while you investigate the direct path. Investigate the ice cream of the planetary mystic traditions. They're all different flavors of ice cream. They're all ice cream is what they are. And they're just different flavors of ice cream. And there's always going to be room for you to parse for signal at the top of the ice cream cone. What is up there? What is closest to know thyself? The Delphic maxim that was written 2,500 years ago on the top of the temple of Apollo at Delphi. You know, what does know thyself mean? It means self-realization because self-realization leads to silence, leads to effortless action, Wu Wei. It leads to the absolute highest tantric path. That's why we're doing this video, direct path number seven. So create that lattice work of those different flavors of ice cream of the planetary mystic traditions. So that way you're experiencing all of these different faces, all these different paths up to the one truth. And you have to dedicate yourself that seeking impulse that is within you to truly pierce the veil, to truly understand what it means to ride the crest of the wave, knowing that you are the ocean that is the truest thing about you. Nothing else is as true about you as the seeking impulse to self-realize. And as Ramana Maharshi and so many other greats said, that self-realization is literally the best service that you can render the world. What's up, little bug? How you doing, bro? It's like the more unconditional love that you radiate, the more animals become attracted to you. And this is a very, you know, even people in the first, you know, contracted egoic state clearly see this and understand this. Because for some reason, especially, you know, dogs and cats, the household animals, why do they gravitate to the energy, frequency, vibratory levels of people that are experiencing states of peace and bliss? more than they do people that are like eh, the egoic separate entity because they're sensitive animals are sensitive and they can tell i'm on a farm up in the north bay in silicon valley about over a year ago almost two years ago and the only way that i could hang out with the cows was when I went into their massive pasture was they all became at first like, who is this guy in our pasture? And then what I did is I literally just sat down in the middle of the pasture and then I just laid down and I just stayed laying down and then the cows were like, okay, this guy's chill. And then they slowly came up over time and they started looking at me literally laying down. They were a couple feet from my face. And then, you know, you put your hand out and then they can tell that, okay, well, this person's not here to injure me whatsoever. And then you start petting the cows and you start engaging with them more harmoniously. And this is similar to how people can engage with, with lions. And this is also similarly to how people can, even, even in these most basic scenarios of dogs and cats, be the person that the dog and cat loves because they love your vibration, they love your energy, they love your unconditional love radiating from your heart.
and look at this example, right? This is the silence that I'm talking about. If it takes five seconds for you sometimes to undergo that intuitive lightning bolt that comes down as the effortless action of that unconditional love of the next what comes of that wave, then become comfortable with that. Don't let the modern instantaneous and again simultaneous key because sometimes you can actually get a quick you know 200 millisecond beep out or message back learn how to ebb into that silence that enables the intuitive lightning bolt to channel through again wu wei effortless action that's another important concept right? Put that into the lattice work, experientially undergo the process of becoming more and more familiar with it. Go and look up Wu Wei. You know how many times I had to read Wu Wei? I probably had to read it over a dozen times to actually finally understand it. And again, it helped experientially every month that I would reread the concept, I would get a little bit more and more and more of it. And now finally being in a state of self-realization, it is really fucking clear what Wu Wei means. Now there's no misinterpretations. The hermeneutics are so strong. The exegesis is so strong. And at first, it's a little bit cloudy. Right? When you first read the Tao Te Ching, it's going to be a little bit cloudy. It's going to be hard to understand some of these things. The eternal Tao that can be named is not the eternal Tao. At first, it's like, what does that mean? You know, sometimes you don't get that right away. Or like that the greatest illusion is fear, as Lao Tzu also said. And that at first you're like, ah, I don't get how fear is an illusion. And it takes time to sink in experientially into the indescribable perfection. And that's when you go, oh my gosh, what an illusion fear is. Wow. But, you know, true simultaneity also makes it so that as you're walking down the street and a car is curving around the corner without looking and you're very, you know, quickly able to, you know, to be agile and have agility with moving out of the way as well. All right, so again, the egoic contraction that is the sugar cube that dissolves into the infinite ocean, which then recognizes itself as the experiencer of the waves. And then also the lattice work and creating that lattice work of experiential wisdoms that then get to stitch together on the many paths to the one truth. This third piece of the absolute is extremely subtle. It's very, very subtle. You transcend the I am observer itself. You transcend the experiencer itself. You transcend the 
the experience, even as the I am observer, you transcend both of those into what is an agentless, an attributeless, formless. Ness. And if you practice things like the white skeleton meditation, I'm very grateful to Anthony Flores, who we've had on the program, for introducing me to that. And he's an incredible advanced meditator and neurofeedback savant and a huge, hugely influenced by Ramana Maharshi and many other greats. And if you go and look up that white skeleton meditation, that's another way to experientially be able to undergo the process. Again, you re it really requires the highest levels of sensitivity and subtlety to actually be able to be able to transcend even the experience or even the observer itself. And some people stop at the I am and because they have a process of saying something like that is already it, that is already the formless, that is it. Usually it's also the same people that stop with the enjoyment of being on the crest of the experience and whatnot. Most of the greatest spiritual leaders that have ever existed have went through a deeper process of that nirvana of that moksha of that satori of that sahaja and it makes it so that there is really the true experiential knowledge of that absolute beyond even the observer of the i am and that also gives you an imagination that the i am observer is not limited to just this style of white paper, blank, pure, bare, empty awareness. There's many other ways for the white paper to be expressed itself. In many ways, it's like the parts of the ocean themselves that are located in different areas of the ocean. Again, location being something that is something that we're adding into the analogy to help because location itself does not exist. But that way you can understand that if you're at the Mariana Trench, that that's going to be a little bit different than if you're maybe closer to one of the continental shelves, but you're still maybe a couple thousand meters deep there. And what that means is that, that that oceanicness itself, that that observer itself has many different expressions. Again, we're locked in. Even some of the greatest spiritual teachers of today are locked in to the observer being the style that it is being expressed in or as. And so it's important to understand that there's many different ways to express even an observer itself. You have to imagine things like something like a spirit, right? An actual spirit itself 
that is an observer that is also like look at how gross right this is just very gross this is a very physical experience yet there are many other potential creation designs that exist where there are nowhere near as physical of vehicles for awareness or consciousness itself to be in it's all the ocean yet there's many different ways for the paper to undergo the process of the waves or the words maybe another good analogy is actually the oceans of methane that are on titan which is a moon of saturn there you go that's actually probably a better analogy so now you're literally looking over at titan and we're sending spacecraft there and then we ourselves will eventually go and explore the celestial bodies at a deeper level and what we're wondering is oh crap you know or another one is jupiter because jupiter has uh europa and also saturn has enceladus and so these are moons of jupiter and saturn that literally have oceanicness on them that could be potentially home to completely different awareness or consciousness which in itself is in many ways like the blank paper itself yet again if in the process of being the blank paper that is in methane there is a very fascinating style of creation design aspect to that that goes even beyond our own solar system beyond our own universe into the other creation designs but it's most fundamental level i do agree at a most fundamental level it is very much like a blank paper that is being colored by words or the ocean that is being ex that's having the experience of waves at the most fundamental level it really requires imagination to go outside even this creation design so this is what is usually meant by the indescribable perfection once there is a sort of true oceanicness that has been the light bulb staying on the recognition of those waves as experiences and then that slowly more and more leads to if you experience and explore a agentless and an attributelessness that is very clearly the infinite indescribable perfection again that's why absolute indescribable perfection or absolute infinite perfection there's just the words miss it. They miss the mark of the absolute. And the best we can even do is literally write, you know, agentless or attributeless. Like, that's literally the best we can write. And that's why many of the greats also call the I am stage or the self-realization stage that similar stage of, in a sense, being agentless or attributeless. But at the same time, there is that simultaneous witness or that experiencer that is commonly referenced in this self-realization stage which again that's why at the very top right sahaja samadhi is 
the weaving. It's the tantric path. You weave the self-realizations in a style of effortless action of channeling the absolute highest morality into the society. That's the highest intention. I hope this has been helpful and I would love to hear where you're at along your journey. Let me know in the comments below. I'll do my best to come in there. And we'll get better and better at setting up these mirrors for us in this community to help one another along the journeys. The journey is the destination. Every single crest is the destination. It's not when the crest gets to the buried treasure on the island that then it will be happy. Right? All of these analogies intertwine and intermix. Keep your lattice work really robust. Again, if this made a profound impact on you, like the video, subscribe if you haven't, share the video with people that you know that this would resonate with and make a an epic impact on. Check out the other six direct path videos if you haven't yet. And... Hold these explain like I'm five analogies and metaphors very closely, very dearly. They're the most simple direct path explanations. And check out Rupert Spira if you haven't yet. Not only his YouTube channel, but his collection of books. He does a very good job at distilling with these metaphors. And again, it's that contracted, egoic, separate entity that relaxes as it dissolves, the sugar cube dissolves into the ocean that then recognizes the juxtaposition of being the ocean, the I am ocean, the God or self-realization, which then experiences the waves and it becomes better and better at riding the crest of the waves. And then there's the step even beyond the observer. To an agentless and attributeless, indescribable perfection. And this all is indescribable perfection. And that's the ultimate realization is that this is already hella perfect. Literally, your consciousness, your awareness itself, literally as an ocean experiencing all of these waves, is unbelievable that this even exists. It's so fucking cool. And so that in itself should bring you enough jaw dropping awe. to recognize the indescribable perfection, to recognize the diamond necklace that is already around your neck. And also check out these visualizations, if you haven't yet, that are on the Instagram. In future videos, I'll also take the image and put them in the note to be able to reference here for you as we go to become even more efficient. I love you very much. Thank you for tuning in. And...
self-realization is the greatest service that you can render the world. Life is so beautiful. Life is so fun. This is miraculous. Recognize it and be one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.